Hello, welcome to TN Tarot. It's Kate the Brave and my friend Jordan. Um, what are you drinking? Are you drinking tea today? I am drinking tea today. Oh, hell yeah. What is it? I've got some sunny days. <gasps> Ooh, that's what I drank last week. I'm drinking I understand. Oh, that has to go with your meditation this week, right? Yeah. So so it's something that I personally have been working on and it's really like kind of melding myself with my highest self and the I understand it's like all about really connecting and accepting that and so I've been all about it this week and last week. <laughs> that's really important. I think that that's something that gets overlooked very often. Sorry, my husband was calling me. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Yeah, I think so too. I definitely agree. See, so yeah, I really liked it. And also at night, so last night, sorry, I'm just going to start talking about myself. So last night <laughs> I was outside drinking, I understand, within the moonlight and it just, I don't know, it was one of the best meditations I've ever had. Oh, love that. What's new for you? Uh, nothing. I'm just like gearing up for in service. We start uh, tomorrow, actually, first day back for teachers. So I'm um, getting myself ready for that. Got to get my classroom back in order. They painted over the summer. So it's a disaster, yeah. but it's nice to be able to kind of purge some stuff and reorganize because I have no choice. So <laughs> yeah, well, Andy resets the energy too, which is nice. Yes, and they got rid of, uh, so our school colors are blue and white, and for the, uh, whatever reason, I've had this horrible, hideous, hot pink Pepto-Bismol trim in my classroom. Ew. A horrendous, it's gone now. Why would they even make that choice? I know, do you even remember that being there? No, yeah. that's heinous. Box it out because it's hideous. But now it's gone. Ooh, yay! I think this year is going to be really, really good for you. Ooh, yes. Okay, I have some announcements. Well, one and no, I have some announcements. You ready? I'm ready. First of all, San Antonio locals, I am officially going to be part of the Paranormal Festival for this year. Yes, that is amazing. I it literally feels like a dream fucking come true. Like, oh my god, I'm so freaking excited about it. That's gonna be so cool. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Uh, oh, and guess where it is? Where? This very super haunted inn called Victoria Swan Inn. Yeah, that um, sounds amazing. I've always wanted to go there. I, I don't know, like, oh, I want to investigate. What are you doing September 18th? Um, I will know by tomorrow. Yes, let me know, because if you can come down and help, that would be amazing. So I originally asked Adrian to help, but if you come down, then we have the sitters taken care of. Like we don't have, yeah. it's all day. It's from 3 p.m. to um, 12 a.m. 
That's so cool. <laughs> no! Uh, so I'm going to be doing readings and selling teas and selling our tea infusers. And hopefully we are going to start selling cleansing sticks. Yes, I'm waiting on some supplies to come in and then I'm going to start crafting them and infusing them with energy. And yeah, they'll be good to go. That's super cool. Wait, I have so many people in my life who are moving into new spaces and those make such a great like housewarming gift because they're like, here you go. You know, it's got all this positive vibes and you can use it to like make yourself feel at home in your area. Yes. And what's really cool. Okay. Hear me out. My, my, uh, I call him my joy guide because he's the one who gives me all the ideas. Um, we could do a bundle, a home welcome kit or a, what is it called? A homewarming kit. And it can have the bundle sticks and then money magnet for manifesting the happiness and abundance. Ooh, whoa, Jordan, revolutionary. That's why you're on my team. (laughs) 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 Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. And then my next announcement is I really have been toying with this second episode per week for the Tea and Tarot podcast because it was really important for me to have the tea, the like juiciness, but also the tarot behind it. And starting this week, I will be posting, it's going to be a combination of a guided meditation and then also relating it like into tarot and how it interweaves like through our lives and things like that. And I'm really excited about it. And we'll just see how it goes. I can't wait. That's going to be such a cool addition to the week. I think so too, because I think that, well, so I do my Instagram already and everybody loves them. And so I think if I do it on the podcast, then it gives everybody more of a like, like they can grab it on the way to work or whenever they need it instead of it just being on Instagram. So yeah. Okay, are we ready for the stories? I think so. Okay, let me pull. Oh wait, who's going first? Uh, I don't don't remember. It's me, it's me. Uh, Okay. Okay, let me pull my story up. Yay. <laughs> oh, no. So I went to pull up the Word document and Jordan's camera is turned off. <laughs> and guys, I don't know what's happening. It's black screen. I'm positive that my stupid little filter thingy isn't over the lens. It says the camera's on. I don't literally know what to do. And <laughs> frozen. Oh no, you're not. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. I'm struggling. Oh, okay. I really am pulling up my thing now. <laughs> Just a second. I need to remember to like not rely on facial expressions at all. Yes, please, because I don't even know. <laughs> Which honestly, as a podcaster, I guess I probably shouldn't ever be because my audience can't see me, but no one ever said I was good at what I do. <laughs> Girl, 
We all know that the two of us speak with our faces more than our mouths. Can't help it. <sighs> Can't help it. No, 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 no. Can't help it. Now you know my guides are around. <laughs> the singing has started. Okay, here we go. I'm excited. So I'm going first, and we are wondering why this format is like this. Okay, there we go. <laughs> It was yeah, like a yeah. book. It wasn't even a page. Oh. Okay, now I can make it big so I can see it. Man, hey everybody. Welcome to Tea and Tarot, where we don't have our shit together, but it's fine. Everything's okay. We're surviving, and that's what matters most. It's real. We are not one of those polished, rehearsed, amazing, like, no-flaw podcasters. We're very real with you here. Yes. We don't have editing equipment. <laughs> so we just roll the punches. Okay, I got it. Are we ready? Oh, God, yes. Oh, we that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> We're telling the story of Anna Eklund. Have you heard of her? No. Okay, well, supposedly this is not even her real name. They were, like, her name was changed to hide her identity. But so this this is her real name or no? No, this is just okay. what everybody knows her by. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. They think that her real name is Emma Schmidt, but we're not positive. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we're just going to keep calling her Anna, and it's going to be a great time. Sounds Here we go. Good. Oh, so I'm not going to tell you where it takes place because some people think that it happened in Wisconsin. That's like the the most common thought because it's in some of the transcripts but because she was moved to another location that was a little more secret um they're not sure if it could have been the east coast so huh. so um, no one in the united states the end so anywho anna's father was an alcoholic a womanizer he didn't believe in the Catholic Church. And then his wife and his mom, she was completely opposite. She was raised in the church. So Anna was raised in the church, the Catholic Church. But the moral of that story is that Anna's dad is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he does not sound like a good guy. I'm going to go ahead and say I would not like to know him. No. And when I was doing my research and like typing this out, um, I actually connected to Anna and he really was um a piece of shit according to her and oh, that's horrible yeah I'll, I'll kind of like say what she said to me as I was typing and you can make your own decisions from them so when Anna was 14 she started acting weird immediately hello that's puberty <laughs> but oh, yeah okay, like so she started acting weird she got sick at church and started doing intense sexual acts. Uh, yeah, she also hated priests and then she threw up after communion and she became super violent around holy stuff. Okay, let me just say that after speaking with Anna, I don't really think that this is completely true. I think that, yes, she started acting weird because she was going through puberty. That's big emotions. But also, 
I fully believe that her dad tried to rape her and wanted a sexual relationship with her. Oh, that's so horrible. Like, I yes. can't even fathom. Yeah, so she is emotionally traumatized and trying to go through puberty at the same time. So, yeah, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, oh my God, who would it not be for? <sighs> so, Anna becomes depressed. She withdraws from society. And then a lot of people suspect that her aunt, um, what's her aunt's name? Mina? I think her aunt's name is Mina. I don't even feel like telling her her name. <laughs> I think she's awful too. Um, well, they thought that she was a witch and then she was having an affair with Anna's dad. Oh, so not a winner either. Yeah. So basically what I'm, what I get from this is Anna's dad was in love sexually with Anna. The aunt was in love with her dad and jealous of Anna. And the dad was upset because Anna didn't return the favors and they really did attack her. That is so horrifyingly dark. Like yeah, it's the depravity, enough. man. Like I just I can't even imagine. Yes. Yes. I'm just like, it's sad, really. So the family was worried. They sought help from their local church because it's the fucking 1900s and that's what they do there for mental health. Um, that's when Anna was put under the care of... Okay, that's when she was put... Sorry, my screen just moved. Hello, give that's me cool. that's document. Right on par with the rest of our technology issues today. Mm-hmm, always. Wow. Do you hear my children? <laughs> they got in so much trouble last night for this exact reason. Okay, here we go. So she was put underneath the care of Father Risinger, who was the local, what are they called at the Catholic Church? Parish? Parish. Par oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the name of the church, the parish? Yeah. No, the father. The, he's the priest. Uh, the priest, yeah. Oh my god, I could not find that word. So he's basically the priest of the <laughs> local church. <laughs> I thought you were getting technical. I was having issues. And he was an expert in exorcism. So he noticed that she became violent around religious objects like holy water, Latin, not players, but prayers. And then he made sure that she wasn't faking by spraying fake holy water on her and she didn't react. Okay, so little sidebar psychic note. Again, she's being mentally tormented. She is depressed. And whenever possessions happen, I feel as though it is due to like, almost like this weakness. Like I'll, I'll take anything to get out of this, like anything to be freed from this prison that I'm in, you know? So low, like you yes. have to be so low. Yeah, I don't know if you can feel her energy right now, but it's very like solemn, like very sad. And it's just whatever. Okay, so I think that she did eventually become possessed. So uh, by the time she's 30, she, see, that's what I'm saying. Like it took, it took time. Like she was mentally 
traumatized. She was physically traumatized. She went to the local parish and probably also traumatized. So by the time she's 30, she's having issues. She's possessed. And Father Reisinger performs her first or her first exorcism on her, which went well. She went home. She was feeling good. But over the next few years, Anna claims that she is being tormented by her dad and aunt spirits. So they're dead. Okay. Well, that's horrifying. Yes. And yes, she was. She showed me like, yes, they were haunting her. But also they were haunting her because of PTSD. Like, not just spiritually. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. She was, I mean facing serious nightmares and horrible feeling who wouldn't yes exactly and they were not educated then they mental health was like not a thing it was all this is the devil or it's not and right that's where it was taken so by the time she was 30 father risinger she um no, no, this is after 30. So she goes home at 30. And then in 1928, she comes back and she's like, I'm being tormented. This and this is happening. I need another exorcism. And this time Father Reisinger is like, yeah, but this is this one's going to be in secret. So he seeks help from Father Joseph, who agrees to perform the exorcism at his parish in Iowa. Probably not a good sign that it has to be a secret. That's what I said too. (laughs) Yes. Like, what is it? Okay. She has three sessions. And within these sessions. Okay. So it's small. So it's Father Reisinger, Father Joseph, a couple of nuns and a housekeeper. It's very hush hush. She says. So are you ready for what happens next? Oh, I don't think so, but go for it okay so this is real life possession so she started off not possessed then she started off then she ended up super possessed so anna somehow flies off the bed she lands high above the room's door and then she starts howling like a wild beast. No. Yes. She shits everywhere. She throws up. She screams. She hisses like a cat. She distorts her body, which is my biggest nightmare. It's uh, like all kinds of shit. It's bananas. Like it's, it's crazy. horrible. Like straight up out of a, a scary movie. Yes. Oh, and her skin sizzled and burned when the holy water touched it. Oh my God. Yes. So she is showing me like her body and her face just looks like scabs, like picked and picked and picked at her face. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if she's showing me that like, yeah, it like physically burned or if she like was like picking at her skin with her hands, you know? Either way, that's so terrible. I know it's, yes. Okay. When Father Reisinger demanded to know who was possessing her, they told her many. They said Beelzebub, um, Judas, Anna's father, and then Anna's aunt. And then they oh. each were there for like their own purpose. 
That's horrible. Mm-hmm. This poor girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Judas was there to lead Anna to suicide. Her father wanted revenge because Anna refused to have a sexual relationship with him. That was not something that came through in my reading. This is what I found in my research. And her aunt claimed to have put a curse on Anna with the help of her dad. Oh, and then I wrote, but really she was so jealous of Anna because Anna's father wanted her. Fucking gross. That is disgusting. And like, oh, it just breaks her heart into a million pieces because she like never knew peace at any moment. No, she never did. And she was like, she's like, I just needed help in the beginning. Like, it didn't have to lead to that, you know? It shouldn't have gotten to the point it did. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she recalls visions of horrifying battles between spirits during the exorcism. After the sessions, she was super weak and malnourished. She went on, but, okay, happy ending. She went on to lead a peaceful and quiet life and then passed away at the age of 59. So young, right? That is so young. Yes. On July 23rd, two days before today, 1941. Man, she really went through it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So during the exorcism, Father Joseph claims that the demons pretty much they were like you're gonna die if you go through with this exorcism and then a few days later he crashed his car into the not cart car into the railing of a bridge and oh my god have, have they like based a scary movie off of this story yes they have but wait i have to tell you that he didn't really die i'm just kidding he escaped and survived but he did crash his car well that's still terrifying. Yes. So the movie, I haven't seen it. It's called The Movie of Anna Eklund. Okay. I've never seen that either. I don't know why that story sounds so familiar. Did I say The Exorcism or did I say the movie? You said The Exorcism. Okay. Yeah. The Exorcism. Nope. I can't do it now. <laughs> One more time for those in back. The Exorcism of Anna Eklund. Eklund. Yeah, it's E C K L U N D. Eklund. Yes. Well, bless her because that is a really upsetting story from start to finish. I know. Literally, bless her. Like, very literally. Yeah, she went through it. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes it's hard to wrap your mind around some people whose like whole existence was suffering. Like, it's crazy. I hate the way that we as humans tend to use the church as an excuse to do like nasty, vile fucking things. It was really sad. Yes, because I feel like when she went to the church first, she tried to let them know what was happening. And instead of them like listening to her, they were like, no, you're possessed yeah right because that's the only reasonable like yes yes ridiculous yeah man so there's my story hooray hooray that was such a good one such a great telling of a really upsetting story thank you i do my best (laughs) (laughs) no i loved it okay your turn i'm excited okay you ready yes 
All right, let me get my page pulled up. Okay, here we go. So in honor of back to school for me, I'm going to be talking about the ghosts of El Paso High School. Ooh, yee. Wait, is El Paso in Texas or New Mexico? No, it's in Texas. (laughs) Geography is not my strong suit. Listen, that's fine. I don't need you to know where it is. I'm going to tell you all about it. You're great. Oh, I actually wasn't going to tell you it was in Texas, but it is. Thanks for telling me. (laughs) It is like five hours from here from me so it's very far from you oh but it's a straight shot from me because it's straight down i-10 that's true what a long highway how come you know that so like easily oh (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you're like wait what state is it in no problem just get on (laughs) i-10 it's a straight (laughs) shot all the way (laughs) oh okay Listen, <laughs> no one has yeah, ever accused me of making sense. <laughs> it's fine. We just go with it. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay, back to your story. Okay, great. So we're talking about El Paso High School. So this uh, school opened back in 1916, so like a really long time ago, (laughs) and it was nicknamed the Lady of the Hill, which on its own is already like kind of spooky, right? Yeah. But it's because it was like in the mountainside and it was like overlooking the city. And apparently it's like got a really pretty silhouette that like everyone recognizes. Okay, still terrifying. Yeah, definitely. But um, it sounds way prettier than like my high school, which was not. (laughs) Yeah, you you ain't lying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, here's a very interesting fact: from 1922 to 1923, the school's name was changed to Sam Houston High School at the behest of the local chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. No fucking way! Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was short-lived because the community was like, uh, "No," what? and like. <laughs> Yeah, they, like, raged against the Klan, and Laura's like, get out of here. Nobody cares about you and your racist opinions. Thank God. So, inspiring. El Paso of 19... I mean, literally, from just one year. And they were like, uh, no, screw you. Fuck this shit. Yeah, thank you. You racist hoe. (laughs) Amen. I feel like you have to say it more and more every day. Every day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, anyway... Uh, in 1980, in November, it was uh, registered as a historical landmark. So it's Ooh. official. 1980? 1980. So it's been on a historical oh, landmark list for a long time. So aside from the fact that it's like this really cool old historic building, it also has a really interesting history that like, I'm so glad I can say I don't work at a school <laughs> that shares the same background because Oh my gosh, there is literally no wonder this place is haunted. Really? Okay, tell me. So first of all, there are a ton of encounters with the paranormal that happen in the basement. Yeah, there's a basement. In El Paso? 
Yeah, and not only that. Wait, you paused. But this basement Wait. was used as a moment in World War II. Wait, you paused. <laughs> oh no. Okay, you said not only that, what? It was used as a morgue to hold <gasps> bodies for people who died of the Spanish flu and combat deaths from World War II until like the family could be told. Holy shit. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> fucked up. I know, right? It's horrifying. And now it's like, cha-la-la, let's, let's just store our mops down here. Yeah, of course it's haunted as fuck. That's what I'm saying. Dang, I want to go investigate it. Listen, that's not even it. There's more. <laughs> okay, tell me more. <laughs> so, um, aside from that, there's also, of course, in the basement, um, they found these classrooms that have been sealed off. And when they open them up, they're like in perfect condition, except for dust. Weird. But it was like they didn't change anything about the room. Everything is exactly the same as when it was in use. That's creepy. I know. And like, no one really knows why they were abandoned. What the fuck? I know, right? It's terrible. But there's more. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, of course, over the years, people have reported like the same kind of typical things like slamming doors or uh, this one's really spooky. Sometimes you can hear a pep rally happening or a game only to discover that the building is completely empty. Uh, I kind of like that though. I would be, I would be down for that. I'd be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So it's honestly like what you would expect, but my favorite story comes from um, this, this, Girl, this girl ghost who's been seen all over the place okay so a teacher told a story about after going home one night he saw a girl in a blue dress standing at the end of the hallway and he was like uh you're definitely not supposed to be here it's after school hours but when she turned to face him she looked at him and she looked really sad and then she turned to mist and faded away that's sad i know and the same girl can supposedly be spotted, and I'll send you these pictures so you can post them on our Instagram. Yes, follow The same Instagram. girl can be spotted in a class picture from like 1985. Ooh. It's this girl who looks like completely out of focus and out of place, and nobody could identify her or remembered her being there when they took the photo weird so can you see her whole body or yeah like the whole thing Ooh, yeah send it okay cool but mostly and sadly this girl is pretty much um tied to a young lady who killed herself mm. uh, in the school it goes into detail about what happened but i don't like to share those details they're not for everybody so yeah essentially she died in the school uh by suicide and people have seen her standing on the balcony um, or other things related to her death happening over and over again. So that just makes me sad because I feel like, you know, that's some really sad, heavy, heavy. Man, we picked some heavy ones today. We surely did. But honestly, I feel very strongly that, kind of, and I've talked about this almost, I feel like every episode, Sometimes the hauntings are directly tied to an event, but 
there are a lot of places that just generate the right kind of atmosphere to like amplify and have those things happen. And I feel like a school is certainly one. It's bustling with all sorts of people coming from these different backgrounds, bringing their everything. You know, as a teacher, I see my kids at their best and I see them at their worst. You know, I see them come with way more than any child should ever have to bring with them to school. And that's just where they have to be. You know, I've had kids have to pick between providing meals for their family and making their outside of school commitments work. So it's heavy, but those places create this hub of energy and that's where you're going to find these things manifest just like you would in an antique shop or you know a place where there's a ton of people coming in and out that's sad it is really sad is that the end of your story i mean just basically that if you're ever in el paso um you should make a stop by the school now obviously you like can't just go in and look because it's a school but you can go and see the outside of the building again it's like super beautiful it's one of the very well-known pieces of architecture in El Paso and definitely something I think you should check out and see if maybe you can catch your own ghost girl yeah El Paso High School Man, that'd be so cool. I think that you're right. I think that that's just like, there's going to be a lot of energy there. But also, I think after speaking about like, two heavy topics, I think that we need to address that if you are ever in any position where you want to say no, you have the absolute right to do that. And if people take advantage of that, please reach out to somebody for help even if it's to me or our podcast like we're here to support you and also if you're feeling like the 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 girl at the high school and you feel like you're alone again reach out to us we are here for you we're here to supply to supply you with resources to help you through these things to yeah, just to lend you the love and support that you can need. So yeah, thought I would put that in there. <laughs> Hold on, this is frozen. Did everybody get to hear Noah? <laughs> <laughs> I hear all these podcasters and they're like, cats are meowing and nope I got my kids meowing in my background <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun event again we're real we're here to show you real life yeah. and talk to you because we're not professionals here to make a buck off you we're here to like actually share our stories and our experiences and laugh and have a good time and hopefully something we say can help somebody or make them feel less by themselves or less crazy for being interested in ghost stories because you got friends right here yeah, man. We're the weirdos. We're the weirdos here, mister. <laughs> uh, okay, should we do a listener thing? Tell me about it. I'm excited because it's going to be a little different this week, right? Yeah, so uh, we don't have any emails from you all. <clears throat> so I'm going to read you. Um, so my clients will message me or they'll text me and I'll help them kind of work through their issues. 
And I asked permission for my friend for this. And yeah, I'm going to read this one. <clears throat> it's a text message. So bear with me. So I went out with this dude last night and he seems perfect, but I've been like hiding from men because, well, they suck. So I was like, fuck it. Let's ask the cards if I should venture out with it, with this, um, with this inevitable. And then she sends me what card she got. She got the hermit, king of cups, and then queen of pentacles. Yeah. And before she sent me that picture, immediately they were like, slow down, go slow, go slow. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's what I said. I just said, go slow. And then she said, I've been doing a past, current, future, and I feel like all of these are very much use your heart, but wisely, which is right. Like that's like her intuition is correct in that, but there's a way to dive into it a little bit more. So here's what I said. This is the past, present, future lessons. It's not just like where you were in your past. It's not just where you are right now and where you're going. It's like, why what have you learned from your past what are you learning from this current present moment and what will you be learning in the future like that I think that's so important too because I think a lot of people want to take a tarot reading at face value like answer my question for the future tell me blah 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 but a lot of times it's giving you the why and understanding the why is like insanely important. Otherwise you're kind of doomed to repeat the same actions if you don't understand why it is it's happening. Yeah, Um, and that is why I have been drinking I understand for this exact reason because I'm going through it too. Like I'm learning my lessons and why this and this is happening. And it's really like, just like it is for her here like you have to take that step back and you have to look at is this aligning with who I truly am inside why does it align or why does it not align and where can I make the improvements to to make it so and once I feel comfortable with that then okay let's move forward and I think for her it's it's saying the same thing so so I said for the hermit in the past, like you've learned the important, important everybody lesson of like stepping back into yourself, like we just talked about, and finding what are your boundaries, what are you aligning with, what are you looking for in this for her love in this relationship? Like, what is it? You know, and and are you comfortable enough being by yourself? Like are you comfortable standing on your own? That was her lesson for the past. Now in this present time, she's learning, it was the uh, King of Cups. So she's learning how to apply that hermit to like these emotions and how to balance it and where to give her love and where to take the love and, and, and how to disperse it because she has the, the like foundation and now she's moving it into her emotions oh it's so important to know that too that's like really like the next step yes exactly it's like then it's natural it's naturally the next step exactly yes and I even said I was like this is a this is it's a process so move slowly be diligent like integrate that hermit lesson 
and then for the future, it was Queen of Pentacles. <laughs> I love this one for her. I said, this is leading you to a more well-rounded, um, like, superiority. But it's not really superiority. It's just, like, her boss-ass bitch self. Like, she's more well-rounded. She's activating her emotions and her decisions at the same time and learning them, like, where to give and take and where it should be more emotional or where to pull back. And that's really fucking cool that she's, yeah. like, leading into that. That like emotional understanding of yourself is so powerful. People often like associate being emotional with like being weak, but once you understand how to like utilize them and like really apply them, you're like unstoppable. Yes, yes. And it's so crazy because the feeling that you get from it, it's like, it literally doesn't even matter what anybody, <laughs> what anybody else is saying. Cause you're like, yeah, but I know me and what I'm going for. Exactly. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much what I said about her reading. What do you what do you say? Anything else? Yeah, I just think, I mean, on the same thing that you're saying, it's all about finding and owning what you already have. And that's the coolest thing about like learning how to read tarot and becoming familiar with it is it's not like you're suddenly out of nowhere have these abilities and these gifts you've always had this kind of strength inside of you and it's about finding it and then you'll finally feel it when you believe it yes you never stop growing never it's the coolest it is cool okay well anything else are we good I feel great. Even though the stories were a little crunchy this week, I think that we said what we need to say. Yes, I am going to put a content warning in the description, just in case anybody wants to skip these episodes due to traumatic events or, or anything that they feel uncomfortable with. I think that's a great idea. Okay, everybody have a great night. Bye. Bye.